0: Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Hort, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth podcast, the Save to Dance. Well, the Save to Dance. I guess the Save to Dance edition as we take an in depth look at the Bengals first round pick in the 2022 draft, Safety Daxton Hill. Coming up, we'll get analysis from head coach Zach Taylor and defensive coordinator Lou Anna Rumo. We'll hear what Hill had to say when he spoke to Cincinnati reporters around midnight. And then I'll discuss the pick and a pretty wild first round with my broadcast partner, Dave Lapham. The Bengals Booth podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals. Download Ultimate Bengals ahead of the 2022 season. It's free to play next level fantasy football with fantastic Bengals prizes. Get it now on the App Store and Google Play. And here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet or computer by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. It's the greatest thing since the satisfaction of fixing something. I am the world's least handy person. Aside from changing the occasional light bulb and filling my gas tank, I'm pretty worthless. But I'm trying to be more of a do-it-yourself kind of guy, and recently I took care of a home project involving a water pump and multiple hoses, and I didn't ruin anything. So, look out Lowe's and Home Depot, Handyman Dan will be roaming the aisles soon. Now, let's get to the first night of the draft. Here's what Dane Brugler, the draft guru for The Athletic, recently wrote about Daxton Hill. Arguably the top nickel defender in the draft, Hill can cover wide receivers and tight ends while also providing a thump in the run game and as a blitzer. Although he has the size of a cornerback, he should test off the charts and plays with the toughness of a safety. With his versatile skills, Hill is exactly what several teams are searching for in their secondaries. Now, let's hear from Zach Taylor on Dax Hill. Really excited about him. You know, he's a, a player that we thought very highly of. Surprised he was there for us and uh, really eager to add him, add him to our team. We think he's going to be a great weapon for us on defense. You can use him a lot of different ways and re- really, really fired up to get him in the building. He, he can play a couple different spots. You know, he's a safety, he's played nickel. You know, he, he's got the athleticism to, to do a lot of different things. So I think the first thing is just get him in the building. And, and certainly we have a vision for him internally uh, of how to utilize him. but. Uh, I think he could just be a tremendous asset for us on defense. Hill ran a 4 8 40 at the Combine and also had elite scores in the agility drills. Here's defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo.
1: Yeah, I think his measurables are great. You know, you look at what he ran and, and uh, all the, the, all those different things. That, you know, we, we're we going to chase around two of the uh, toughest quarterbacks uh, in the league this year four times, you know, and the more speed we have on the field, the better we'll be. Um, so he lends that Um and, uh, you know, it's gonna, there's certainly going to be a learning curve. There is for every rookie, uh, especially in the back end. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll give him just enough on his plate to see how much he can handle and kind of take it from there.
0: While listed as a safety, Hill was used extensively as a slot corner this past season at Michigan and was named first team all-conference by Big Ten coaches. His Swiss Army knife versatility is a great fit for anna rumo's defense
1: yeah i think it's important you know the way when you look at offenses these days and the way tight ends are utilized and running backs out of the backfield, and you know just different different things that, you know this guy can cut you know he can blitz off the edge he can cover um you know he's good against the run and get good good getting off blocks and things like that so i think we're getting a, a good overall overall football player you know we'll we'll see we'll, we'll get him in here and um you know, see what the uh, shiny new toy can do. So we're excited about it. The 21-year-old Hill
0: is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he watched the draft with about 60 friends and family members last night. Daxton spoke to Cincinnati reporters over the phone about 30 minutes after being selected and said being drafted by an NFL team was a dream come true.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely last few years, I mean, just growing up, kind of watching football now, you know, throughout my college career knowing that I had an opportunity to go center in the field. You know, it was, you know, a great experience to, you know, actually see it come to fruition and, you know, me having the opportunity, you know, to play at the next level, so for sure.
0: The Bengals first met with Hill at the NFL Scouting Combine and in the weeks that followed showed plenty of interest.
2: Um, I had a good feeling, you know, with some of the coaches. I had a informal and then formal like you said at the combine and then um, throughout April, had a few Zoom calls with them, so not too much like communication, but uh, you know a little bit of communication. And then today, also talked with them before the draft, saying you know hopefully we can you know um, get you if you're still available. So that's what they did, and, and I'm glad you know I'm glad that they chose me.
0: As for his role, does he see himself as a safety or a slot corner?
2: I mean, I came in at safety, so uh, I feel like you know safety that's where I started at, and then you know this this year having that, that slot corner role something I really developed, you know, throughout the season. So I can see myself, you know, doing either or. But, yeah, for sure, you know, coming in as a safety, definitely having you know instincts as a safety and then can also play that, that slide corner.
0: Daxton will catch a flight to Cincinnati on Friday and hold a news conference at 3 in the afternoon. The Bengals Booth podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals, the free-to-play fantasy football game. This past season, Ultimate Bengals awarded a weekly winner during the course of the year with tickets, autographed merchandise, and money-can't-buy experiences all up for grabs. Find Ultimate Bengals in the App Store and Google Play. Now, time to recap Round 1 with Dave Lapham. Most of the draft gurus seem to think the Bengals are going to take a cornerback in Round 1. They took somebody in the secondary, but he is primarily a safety who played a lot of slot corner Daxton Hill from Michigan. What's your reaction?
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, they think that he might be able to play outside as well. They're going to take a look. He's got the speed to do it. Does he have the fluidity and the, you know, flip the hips and, and be able to run with guys and uh, track the ball down the football field? and, and uh, But he, he gives them a lot of position versatility. He's almost positionless as such, uh, and, and Lou Anarumo loves that. I mean, that uh, Lou Anarumo with, with the versatility in the personnel that he had without having to substitute played havoc with Patrick Mahomes and others Uh, particularly in Mahomes in the second half of that playoff game he didn't know what he was looking at Uh, and a lot of it was a three safety package so um, and and the third safety was covering tight ends he can do that as well Um, he can blitz obviously he can play slot corner and and come off the slot uh, like Hilton has done so well for the Bengals he can do that for him He's got the range and the speed to be able to play you know, deep middle in the, at, at the safety position. He could be a spy if Lou Anarumo decided you know, what these quarterbacks were playing. Lamar Jackson, Watson, and these mobile quarterbacks, you know, sometimes you spy at the linebacker or safety level. He could provide that. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with a guy like this. And uh, so I think that that was the reason that they said, you know, this guy is a Swiss Army knife. This is a big tool in the toolbox that we can do a lot of things with. And when you can change your defensive look dramatically by not even having to substitute because of that player versatility in today's NFL, you got something cooking. And um, you know, they feel like they can address the true corner position later in the draft because they I don't think they expected this guy to be there. And honestly I don't think he expected to be <laughs> there either.
0: Daxton Hill is six feet tall, 191 pounds. He ran a 4:38 40, so he's got great speed. Uh, had elite scores in the shuttle and the three cone agility drills. Apparently, not the strongest guy in the world, but guys that are run 4:38 40s generally aren't, uh, you know, tremendous weightlifters. Where do you see him being used right away? Do you see him getting a lot of snaps or? somebody who is, you know, going to get a little taste of it as a rookie and eventually play a major role.
3: I think it depends on what else they do in the draft at the corner position because I think if he's their best guy as a third safety, that he gives them more ability, more versatility um as as a third safety that can play slot corner, he could play a mm-hmm. ton. You know, if if they draft a corner in the in the second round or third round or whatever that uh, proves that he's a hell of a player. You know, you can he may not have as many snaps and as many packages, that would be a great problem to have, you know. I mean to to be able to have numbers back there that you could utilize and you can utilize differently with those numbers because of the versatility that Dax Hill provides. I think is a is a big big plus for Luana Rumo who you know that's where that's his football bones is on the back end. I mean that's his his uh, his his football history. It's his football genetics. So I think he's excited about you know having Dax Hill come in here and take a look at what he can do physically and and uh, you know go, go back to the defensive coordinator laboratory and uh, pull out the beacons and the and the test tubes and and put some things together involving Dax Hill. So um, he's a talent. There's there's no question about it and. I mean, when you, when you talk about, uh, you know, the killer bees, Bates and Bell and this kid at safety, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many trios are much better than that across the National Football League. That, that's pretty good, pretty good group right there. Jesse Bates will obviously play on
0: the franchise tag unless they work out an extension before July 31st. Von Bell's going into the final year of his three-year deal. How big of a factor were those contracts in drafting Daxton Hill?
3: I think in today's NFL, you, you know, you always have to be ready to, uh, to to move move accordingly, depending on these type of situations, salary cap issues. Am I going to be able to sign these guys? Where am I with with the cap? What do I have coming up? Um, so it's it's always you you always have to be ready and nimble to you know not cripple yourself at a position group. Um, and, and depth is never a problem, particularly. A guy like this, that you know, to me, I'm not sure I would call him a safety or a corner. I call him a defensive back. Mm. You know, I think I think this guy is, like I said, almost positionless, and um, you know, gives gives them a lot of a lot of latitude. There's there's no question about it. And, and depending on on how he pans out, um, <laughs> he's he's something good to have on your roster from a salary cap standpoint because could you could you potentially count him as whatever corner yeah whatever safety yeah i mean he's got that kind of flexibility and ability to him potentially
0: three picks before the bengals the packers selected defensive tackle Devontae wyatt out of georgia one pick before the bengals the Chiefs selected defensive end george carloftis of purdue if either of those
3: two guys was on the board do you think the bengals would have selected them instead you know possibly i think i would have um Johnson was there pretty late. I mean, those guys, Wyatt, a three technique, you're down a man in the, in the defensive tackle three technique position. If Wyatt's there, you got to give that serious consideration. If Johnson's there as an edge guy and Karloftis, and they both were into the late 20s, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the draft pretty much, once you got to like there were five picks, I counted at least five guys that I would have been okay with, you know, including Booth, um, and they didn't have to get that far. Because they had guys that were there that I don't think they anticipated that would be there, but uh, and in a lot of cases people didn't anticipate Booth would have been there either. But the fact that they'd, so many receivers were taken so early, I mean that that was a big benefit to the Bengals. There's no question about it. You know, quarterbacks n- nobody went before twenty. So, but I mean there was a run on 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 uh, on, on defensive. Uh, uh, defensive ends in the beginning there were five defensive players taking three edge guys two corners with the first five picks and I thought oh boy you know and then all the offensive players started going offensive tackles went a center went two interior linemen went I'm thinking, oh, okay now we're cooking we got a bunch of receivers and a bunch of offensive linemen went there's going to be some defensive players for the Bengals at the back end and as it all unfolded there they were you know a handful of them sitting right there at the end of the first round where they could just kind of patiently, uh, you know, be disciplined and be patient and see what uh, see what was going to be left. What did you
0: think of the Ravens getting Tyler Linderbaum with the 25th pick?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's where a lot of people had him, you know, in the 20s. I, I think Lind- Linderbaum is a is an outstanding football player. I think he's as good a finisher uh, as a blocker, tenacious. Uh, you know, he's just a uh, great, tremendous motor, great motor. Good fit
0: for Baltimore with the running game? Um,
3: I think so. You know, I, I think that it, it, it's going to be – it'll be interesting to see how he handles these really big, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to – these big nose tackles. I mean, what, what, what how's, how's that that's – the, that's the concern with him is he's undersized, you know, 293 pounds with short arms. But he was a wrestler and he knows leverage and he sinks his hips. He plays with a low pad level. You know he anchors pretty well at the collegiate level. Will he be? Will DJ Reader handle this kid? Now DJ Reader is going to have to bring his lunch pail because th- this kid will not quit. He will play from snap to whistle every single snap. He's not going to quit. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. There's going to be some uh, some big interior defensive linemen just in this division. That, that it's going to be a challenge uh, for for this young man, but. Uh, you know, I I do believe that uh, when you watch his college tape, there's no doubt that he definitely deserved to be a first-round draft pick.
0: You mentioned the run on wide receivers between picks 8 and 12. There were four wide receivers selected, including three that were together at Ohio State at one point. Six of the first 18 picks were wide receivers. It's a good year to be set at wide receiver like the Bengals are because not only – were those wide receivers selected, but Tennessee trades A.J. Brown to the Eagles. The Ravens trade Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. Earlier in the offseason, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Amari Cooper all got dealt. The wide receiver market has gone crazy. It, it's,
3: it was the wild, wild west, the trades, and a lot of it was due to the wide receivers, and, and a lot of it is we're not going to pay our wide receiver $20 million. We don't have a rookie quarterback with a rookie contract. We can't afford that. So you move the wide receiver to a team that feels like they can fit it into their salary cap and you replace it with a highly drafted rookie and hope that there's not going to be a major fall off a cliff in terms of uh, talent. But, yeah, it was, it was incredible uh, the way they're, they're basically dumping salary you know, before they have to negotiate these astronomical uh, deals. And um, you know, the, the safety position a couple of years ago you, you know, started climbing. Well, now it's leveled mm-hmm. off and kind of declined. So, you know, what, is, what does that mean for the Jesse Bates negotiation with the Cincinnati Bengals? Obviously this year uh, there's a strong chance that he could be playing out, uh, you know, the franchise tag. But, uh, you know, you, you never know. You never know if you, can, if you can get him signed or not. But if you can't, you know, you've got a guy that uh, you can potentially groom for a year to, to move to that position if necessary. So you always have to, you have to be <laughs> as flexible as the players are. You have to have personnel flexibility, you know, not just position versatility for the players. You have to have personnel and salary cap flexibility as, a, as an organization as well. As everybody knows, the Bengals can start working on a Joe Burrow extension next
0: year. If Joe wants to continue to throw to both T. Higgins and Jamar Chase in the future, he's going to have to be very willing to work out the type of deal that allows the Bengals to keep some of these guys, whether it means taking a little less or structuring it in such a way that, that gives the Bengals some flexibility because T Higgins and Jamar chase are both tracking to be $20 million guys.
3: Yeah. And, and I mean, even if he does give you a hometown discount as such, can you still afford it? Can you still afford a quarterback that, I mean, he's, he deserves to be in the top five. There's no doubt about that. Probably top three, maybe even better than that. So if you're up there at that number, you know, you're looking at $40 million a year plus. And then another $40 million between two receivers? Man, it's shevets. That TV contract better be sweet sugarette. <laughs> I mean, there, there better be a salary cap that's just like out of the stratosphere to be able to, and, and that's what you don't know, you know exactly what that number is going to be. But I do think that uh, Joe Burrow, in my mind, seems to be the kind of guy that, you know, is reasonable about my goals are, I want to I be successful. I, I've, I've got personal goals, but the team goals are the biggest in my mind. I mean, he definitely, he's been on a national championship team. He came within a whisker of being on a Super Bowl championship team. He wants to win the ring in the NFL just like he won the ring in college. All right. One
0: round in the books. The Bengals pick up a safety. Uh, next two rounds of the draft coming up tomorrow. Now, in four out of the last five years, they've traded back in the second round. And this if they do it again, it'll almost certainly mean trading out of the second round. Do you think that's
3: likely? It's, it's possible. But to me, I thought trading back tonight would have been like trading out of the second round as the 31st pick. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're, you're just about there. Trading out of the second round tomorrow would be like an early third round pick. I think a little bit different dynamic, the players would be more picked over at that particular point in time, but with that said, if they're picked over and you only have one or two left that you really you know think you your needs are different than the Bengals and you're targeting these, it could happen there's uh There's no question about it, but um you know i I think the Bengals feel like there's going to be you know good players um it, it still it needs like edge rush corner. Um, you know, in the second, third, fourth round, n- no question about it. I th- I think that the draft um, is is deep. It obviously the players are smaller, slower, whatever. It's you know they're not quite uh, the, the same you know traits as such. But you put tape on, they're still damn good football players, and they project to to play in the National Football League. Maybe more of a developmental situation, uh, but I think they're going to get good players to uh, to be able to work with and develop in that area for sure the Bengals have Joe Burrow the Browns now
0: have Deshaun Watson the Ravens obviously have Lamar Jackson did the Steelers enter that stratosphere in quarterback play by drafting Kenny Pickett out of Pitt number 20 overall
3: you know I mean I think they've got uh, they've got a big wild card at the quarterback position you have a guy that came out of the out of the uh, college draft as the second pick in the draft. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, and, and traded up to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was highly regarded. Um, and and he, he's got some physical attributes now. It didn't work for whatever. We, you can probably point to a myriad of reasons that it didn't work. Um, but, you know, Mitchell Trubisky is not going to use it as excuses. I mean, I'm sure in his mind, you know, he's not satisfied with the way things worked out. Um, I'm, I'm sure he, if you're going to be – realistic about it and honest about it you know he's a factor as much as organizational deficiencies were a factor in his lack of development so I I think the kid does have physical abilities though I mean he does have some athleticism he's 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 another one he's not as stiff in the pocket this kid can run he can move around and he's got some arm he's got some arm strength he's got some arm talent so um yeah I, I I wonder if you know they look at uh Pickett to be, I think Pickett's the quarterback that was the most NFL ready, um, and, and I think he does have accuracy, ball placement, I thought I think he's he's pretty darn good, short intermediate uh, passing game in particular, I mean, he puts the ball in really good spots, he doesn't have a howitzer hanging off his right shoulder, but he's got plenty of arm um, talent, you wouldn't say that he has, you know, upper echelon NFL arm strength, though, but throwing it straight and throwing it accurately and putting it where in the place that you want to put it are very important traits and he seems to have those and he's another one that's not as stiff in the pocket. He can move around. I mean, the the AFC North, they don't have the Statue of Liberties playing the quarterback position. They got uh, they got they got people that can that can extend and create and and you know make you miss on uh, free runner sacks on the, on the whole 9 yards. So It's going to be a a challenge for Luana Rumo and his coaches and his defensive players to to compete and win this division again. There's no doubt. Round one is in the books.
0: They fed us well. It was a good TV show. Let's do it again tomorrow.
3: Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Second and third round tomorrow. Man, the NFL draft has become a spectacle. (laughs) When I think to what it used to be and what it is now, (laughs) I mean, it's – it's must-watch must, t- must watch TV. It really is. I'll post a new episode of this podcast on
0: Friday night after rounds two and three. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bengals Booth podcast presented by Ultimate Bengals. Download Ultimate Bengals ahead of the 2022 season. It's free-to-play next-level fantasy football with fantastic Bengals prizes. Get it now on the App Store and Google Play.